I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey Rush Nation, it is Monday, which means it's time for another waiver wire bonanza, I guess we should call this now, <laughs> given how many injuries we had. Week two was truly, absolutely brutal. Can't believe how many players got injured that was so fancy relevant that the waiver wire column this week is itching. It's just, just overflowing and news is coming through all the time uh, in terms of injuries, in terms of players to... Uh, be watching for for injury. So what I'm going to do is is go through um, some waiver wire ads, and I might add a couple more uh, ads to consider that probably aren't in the column. Those that may be slightly uh, higher percentages for you to to look at in your league and to to consider. So without further ado, let's get into this because there's quite a number of players I want to touch off, and I do want to keep this pod for under 20 minutes. We dig into the quarterbacks for the for the third week in a row. I've got Gardner Minshew here. He is 19.3% owned according to ESPN leagues. He's against Miami this week now. Had two very difficult starts against the Colts and against Tennessee. And he's currently sitting as the QB 11 overall. And he is only 0.78 of a point behind Lamar Jackson. And, you know, Lamar Jackson is first, second quarterback taken in, in most drafts in the second or third round. And you've got Minshew who were struggling to get above 20% owned. And the difference between them after two games is is less than a point. One that shows you just how irrelevant the quarterback is in a one QB league and how you don't need to be drafting and investing in anyone. I know Jackson's going to come through and he's going to 
be probably 50, 100, 150 points clear of Minshew by the end of the season. But just over the start of the season, it's not really paying off if you took a player there, such as Jackson. So Minshew is averaging 22.14 points per, per game right now, and that's going to be more than enough to keep you in enough games uh, to win your fantasy league. So Minshew with Miami this week is a, is a great pickup. The average Justin Herbert, he's with the Chargers, 1.7% owned, a surprise start uh, on Sunday night where Tyra Taylor was a late scratch to the point that even the commentary didn't even understand um, what was going on. He went for 22 of 33 for 311 yards, one TD, one INT, and also a rushing score, which is a very impressive debut, especially when he's not had time to prep for it, probably didn't play enough with the ones. And so he had a really, really good week. So, you know, if you've got Jimmy Garoppolo, Drew Locke, uh, Tyra Taylor, if you've got players that you're Sam Darnold, they're just struggling for you and aren't producing points, even Daniel Jones now. They, having Justin Herbert might be a potential play, and he's also got the Panthers this week. So I'm not saying he's the next Aaron Rodgers, but he clearly is an upgrade on what some players are doing right now. Moving over to the running backs, Dion Lewis uh, is with the Giants. He's 0.8% owned, and he's got the 49ers this week. Now, this is due to the fact that Saquon Barkley is likely to miss the season, and we'll talk about that on tomorrow's pod with stock. Now, given the fact he's out, you need to have a think about, do you bank on Lewis? Do you bank on Wayne Gorman, who was a healthy scratch on Sunday? Or do you try and bank on another speculative ad, which I have in the article, which is Devonta Freeman, who is going to be visiting the, the Giants this week? Given the fact Saquon is going to get an injury payout, will free up some cap. That will mean Devonta Freeman can be signed. And that makes sense if that's who they want. And then it's a case of what happens going forward. Is it Devonta Freeman or Dion, Dion Lewis? There is also the flip coin that Devonta Freeman doesn't get signed. Like he's visited the, the Seahawks. He's spoken with Tampa and he's not been signed. It could be that, that Dion Lewis could be the lead back. It could be Wayne Gorman. Ultimately, it's a really sticky situation. You're going to have to pay a lot of money to get Dion Lewis. He is a Super Bowl winner. He has a good history. Um, had a pretty decent line. Um, for what he returned of, of 4.36 and 1 receiving. Um, didn't do much with the rushing yards. So it's going to be an interesting one. Do we see Dion Lewis getting the majority of touches on Sunday? That is what I personally would expect. Do we think that going forward he's the main back? Truth is, none of us know. So you are going to have to pay some, you are going to have to pay some fab to, to get him. And it's about working out, do you pay that fab on Dion Lewis? Whereas right now, I would say Devonta Freeman is much, much cheaper. Not everyone is savvy to it. You could put down a few shekels and you might get Devonta Freeman. Or do you go with the Wayne Gorman route? Everyone seems to be investing in Dion Lewis. He'll be the number one added player to rosters this week. So you have to make that call. Do you want to do that or not? And the reason I can't make that call for you is depending on how much fab you want to spend. Because it's, you're going to have to spend almost all of it. And at the end of the day, no one knows how this situation is going to work out. It could be a strategy that completely works in out for you to to go all in and get Dion Lewis but if you're spending 70% plus of your fab on Dion Lewis and he is not the guy and Devonta Freeman comes in within a week and takes all the money and all the touches and all the volume then you could be in a sticky situation so it's one to err on the side of caution of but it's one to to keep mindful of the situation knowing that he is going to be expensive but he could also be the guy if you don't like that approach, I do have some other players for you. Let's go with Jeremy McKinnon. He is 18.9% owned. Um, he is at the Giants week three. Um, Tevin Coleman got injured. Raheem Mostert got injured. Both look likely to be out Sunday. 
Coleman, not 100%. Uh, he's definitely out. Most that looks almost certainly out, which means that Jeremy McKinnon is the only real fit back other than some scat backs and, and other bits and pieces that they have. He rushed for 77 yards in the score on Sunday. Okay, most of it did come off on one play, but I think he was held back a bit given, you know, how the game was going. You know, the game was won and he hadn't played football in 900 odd days. So it kind of makes sense. So I think Jeremy McKinnon's in for a very big week against the Giants next week. So Definitely on a one-week play, but maybe going forward, he's always seeming, seeming to have that role, even with Mostert in. He still caught touchdowns last week, so something to consider. Probably one back that you definitely want to be investing in over the next few weeks is Mike Davis. He's of the Panthers, 0.8% owned, and he has the Chargers next week. And it looks like CMC is going to be out for multiple weeks, which means that Mike Davis is going to be the guy, and he played 18 snaps on Sunday before CMC was, you know, when CMC was declared out and he got one carry and eight receptions, um, 74 yards. He looked pretty good. He looked pretty efficient. He was of the uh, Seahawks once upon a time. He looked good there. Um, I think he's someone who will be integrated into this role um, fairly quickly. So Mike Davis is the one that I think I'll be buying some shares off this week. He might be expensive as well, but if you can get him for 20, 30, 40% of your fab for a few weeks production, I think that's the way to go because that that offense is primarily used on TMC in the run game. So I can expect him to, to use it quite a lot, but he's also shown that he's very handy with those receptions. So that's why he's a very particular guy to, to own and target. Another one I want to be buying uh, a lot of this week is Joshua Kelly. He's 26.4% owned. To be perfectly honest, I've, I've been buying him through trades and all sorts over the past few weeks anyway. Um, he has the work. He got over 100 scrimmage yards. He's got the Panthers next week, so perfect game script. Um, he is getting a huge amount of volume right now. So this will be the last week you can probably get in on Joshua Kelly. I wouldn't even say cheap, but you can get in on him because I expect him to be fully owned um, next week. Uh, so they're the, they're the wide receiver. Uh, they're the running backs you can you can pick up off the waiver wire this week. You know, if Tevin Coleman's still there, definitely do it. If uh, Daryl Henderson off of the Rams is still there, he's someone that you should be putting some some money on this week. There's so many running backs that you could all get, but Cam Akers went down. It looks like Daryl Henderson is going to be one of the two guys going forward, and he had a big game. So he's someone to definitely be investing some money in as well. So definitely lots of guys to to go for. Moving on to wide receivers, First guy I've got here is Keelan Cole, the Jaguars. He's 1.8% owned, and he has Miami next week. I'm not the biggest Keelan Cole fan. I don't think he's great. I think he's okay. But he has had more targets, more receptions than DJ Chark this season. So he's already had 11 catches this season, uh, which is a lot. He's scored in both games, so it's something to pay attention. He's probably a wide receiver three player going forward, maybe even wide receiver four at most. Uh, or at worst, but he has the potential to be returning 12 to 18 PPR points a game uh, with sort of quite a low floor if he's getting those six catches a game. So he's someone that I would be buying um, because he's not going to be that expensive. He's not flashy. He doesn't have a huge upside. So he's more of a bi-week play and a sort of stash and play when you need with injuries kind of play, but he'll bring you quite a safe floor. And those guys are quite valuable rosters. The next one is uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the Packers. He's 16.7% owned. Uh, they have the Saints next week, the Packers. And, okay, he didn't have the best Sunday. Three three catches off seven targets for 64 yards. But Devontae Adams is, is injured. He could potentially miss time next week. 
And if that's the case against the Saints, they're going to want to launch um, the deep ball. And and that for me means that MVS is, is that guy. Alan Lazard will pick up the short targets. If he's available, he is someone worth uh, owning as well in leagues. So have a look for both of them. But I like Mar- Marcus Valdez-Scantling for this week. Russell Gage, I mentioned him last week. He's still only 20% owned. He also got the into the end zone. He has the Bears next week. Again, I don't think I'd start him every matchup, but I definitely want him on my roster for bye week covers, and I especially want him if someone something happens to Julio Jones or or Calvin Ridley. Give me any piece of the Ravens um, of the Falcons offense right now. That's definitely you want to be buying all of them. Uh, as uh, for us, Taco would say that they're the fantasy Falcons, and they're living up to their name this season. Next on the list is Michael Pittman. He's fourteen point six percent owned. He has the Jets next week. Paris Campbell got injured, so Pittman will clearly be the number two. He's produced nothing this season, so he'll be a very, very cheap addition to your roster. Probably get him for a couple of fad bucks. Maybe don't spend more than 5%, 10% on him, but I reckon you can get him cheap because no one will be wanting to invest in a guy who's put up less than five fantasy points total this season. So uh, Michael Pittman, uh, you know, first-year rookie, I think he's going to get more touches and he can explode. And against the Jets, I think he could really take off. Next one to watch is Adam Humphreys. Uh, he is 1.6% owned, and he went off uh, at the weekend. And he actually, for the season, has already got 11 catches for uh, 95 yards and a touchdown. And with A.J. Brown out, he's going to get more and more work. So he is definitely someone I'm interested in buying in more waves. Um, again, similar to similar to a few players I mentioned, he's not a guy I'd start every week, but I still think he can produce wide receiver two, wide receiver three numbers, and especially while AJ Brown is out. So he's someone I do like to add to my roster. So he's someone that I'm very, very bullish on. Just to have as a guy uh, for bye weeks and when injuries pop up like this in the slats, um, he's in the slot, sorry, he's going to have a massive impact. So I don't, know if Brown is going to return week three, but I fancy Humphreys to potentially have a decent week three against the Vikings. And for Tannehill, who's clearly balling out this season with more targets to use his highly paid slot receiver. Just got a bit of an update. And Cortland Sutton appears to have a significant knee injury. And that could be really, really bad news. So to just in that vein, the the player I'd want to be looking at now is, is KJ Hamler. Um, the rookie, he'll take some time to come along, but I definitely think that uh, the field will open up for him now that Court and Sutton appears to be out for a significant amount of time. We don't know how long that news is just coming through, but that's something to to think about. Um, moving on to the tight end, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is uh, 0.9% owned. He was the backup to Blake Jarwin, who went down in week one, and he went uh, for 10 targets, nine catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown. You know, maybe part of that was the game script and they were chasing the game. But the fact they got the Seahawks and it could be another shootout next week, given how they're playing at the moment, Dalton Schultz could be a good week-to-week uh, review action. So he's someone that I'd be interested in picking up and picked up a couple of pieces last week, even though I did sort of say, oh, why would you add him? But, you know, sometimes you look at the touchdown opportunity against the Falcons and the Seahawks, it's very real. You, it, it could be there for anybody. Uh, Mo Alley-Cox, 0.5% owned of the Colts. He had a massive day in week two. He uh, 
had five catches for 111 yards, no touch, uh, no touchdowns, but still a very, very big week for a, a tight end. And he's a player I'd, I'd definitely be in- interested to have. Jack Doyle's always seemed to have injuries. Trey Burton's on IR. I think Mo, Mo Cox is going to have a big role in week three as well, especially against the Jets. So I like Mo Cox for, for next week as well. Uh, Jordan Reed, uh, the 49ers, 5.6% owned. Um, he's got the Giants next week. If Kittle doesn't play, Jordan Reed needs to be started got two touchdowns without Kittle but if Kittle is playing then he's a player that has a lot less fantasy relevance so um, one to watch there in Jordan Reed and the other one is Logan Thomas and I know that he didn't get a lot of catches uh, yesterday with just four again but he's always going to be a touchdown for his second most targeted receiver uh, in his team so I like Logan Thomas as well in the tight end position moving on to kickers uh, two I've got for you outlined this week is Kymie Fairbairn the Texans, he's 26.5% owned. He has the Steelers next week. Fairbairn was the number one overall kicker in 2018, and he's extremely accurate. The fact that the Texans have had two extremely difficult games against the Chiefs and then the Ravens, now they've got to go to Pittsburgh. I think that he will get opportunities to, to definitely make some field goals against the Steelers, and I think that will move him up, especially as drives get cut short. So uh, I like Fairbairn to have a good return on Sunday. And if you don't like that play, you've got Rodrigo Blankenship. He's 24.9% owned, and the rookies come out firing. He's got the Jets next week, so he could, again, have another great week um, and push himself towards sort of the top five kickers in the game going into uh, with three weeks gone, so going into the, mid, you know, the second quarter of the season almost. And then DSTs, um, the two I like this week, the Los Angeles Chargers, 26.5% owned. They've got the Panthers, who gave up the ball four times to the, to the Buccaneers on Sunday. Um, then they stopped rookie phenom Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in his track. So I really like the Chargers, not just as a, uh, a weak play against the, the Panthers, but potentially as a season-long set-and-forget play because they are mean. They've got a lot of great talent. So if you can get them, definitely buy them. And the Washington football game team, who I rolled over from last week, they are a team that have got a great defensive, t- uh, defensive front seven. And they've definitely got a lot of talent that can get to quarterbacks and probably didn't take advantage of it as much as I thought they would have on Sunday against Arizona. But Arizona are a good team and they've got a very mobile quarterback who can get out of trouble. I expect them against the Browns to, to make Baker Mayfield really uh, pay. He didn't, definitely just going to get some sacks. And as a result, um, is, they're definitely going to generate some points. So they're the two teams I'd be targeting at DST this week. And that's just about it. We're going to keep you updated as much as we can. Uh, across uh, all the channels available to us, Twitter, Instagram, uh, the podcast itself. Stocks and I'll be back um, to give you the flagship show, which will go out tomorrow. But we're here to make sure that you can really dominate your leagues. And this is, I think, a really key week to dominate the waiver wire. So get out there, make your waiver wire picks, and let's go and win some ships. Until then, Rush Nation, keep rushing. to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. 
We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.